Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Unblocked Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smarrow. Thank you for joining today. We are going to talk about rubber band moments. So back in the day when I was part of the Johnson County Drug Treatment Court team as their mental health professional, the judge would always give graduates a drug court in a box. And a quick backstory, if you, if you don't know what drug court is, it's a specialty court program where a team of attorneys, judge, clinicians, mental health, substance abuse counselors meet on a weekly basis with clients who are in drug court, which is an alter, a treatment alternative to incarceration. So it's a lot of expectations, a lot of treatment, a lot of rules, um, and it usually takes between a year and 18 months to complete And uh, in the particular drug court I worked in, there were two ways out. You either graduated and you got drug court in a box and cake and a celebratory certificate, or you went to prison. So it was a really big deal if you made it to graduation. And so the judge would present graduates with this drug court in a box. And it was a little takeout box. We had gathered (laughs) several restaurant takeout boxes. And in it, there were a variety of things, um, including a little Snickers candy bar. And the judge would say, this is a reminder to to snicker at life, to laugh um, and not take yourself so seriously. There was a polished rock that she would include that would remind graduates that throughout their time, they've been tumbled around, their edges may have started rough and they've been smoothed out a bit. Um, There were some Legos to remember to continue building and growing. And one of the things I remembered and always stuck out to me every time she presented it was she would pull out a rubber band and she would say, this is to remind yourself of the importance of stretching yourself, of taking yourself outside of your comfort zone and to remind the participants that throughout their time in drug court, we as a team had asked them to do things wildly outside of their comfort zones, things that didn't come natural, and they had demonstrated that they were able to do it. Uh, So rubber band moments are something that have stuck with me, and there are times that I am very intentional about stretching myself beyond what feels comfortable, because what we've all heard, I'm sure, many times is the life that you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. So, um, I don't know, it's probably five or six years ago, I was doing a cross country road trip and, um, I, there was really no destination except for there were multiple destination points along the way. I wanted to stop at every, you know, side road shenanigans that there were, you know, world's largest ball of twine, world's largest frying pan, world's largest I don't know, it was like a, a, a shark at a, a playground. There were all of these random things I wanted to stop at. And one of them was the Blue Hole in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. And this hole, I'd only seen pictures. It was this beautiful, um, crystal clear, aqua blue hole that stays 62 degrees year round. It's 78 feet deep. People would scuba dive there. Um, Some people would swim and jump in. I just kind of went to see. Uh, And I got there and I was watching people, like even little, there was like a five-year-old little girl with her little wing floaties on and her dad, you know, jumping into this frigid 62 degree water 78 feet deep um and she was jumping in and i was standing there in my tiva sandals my yoga pants and my workout tank top 
and I just jumped. I just jumped in and uh, it was it was freezing, it was exhilarating, it was expansive, it felt incredible. I so I I and I surprised myself and I was in awe of myself because there's something magical that happens when we do something we didn't think we were capable of or that we didn't expect from ourselves. And it was phenomenal. And I think I did it a couple more times after that. Uh, but my typical rational mind would not think I am going to go to a very, very cold body of water with, that I can't see the bottom of and I'm going to jump in. That just is not typically my thing. But sometimes I like to do that thing that is completely outside my comfort zone, that thing that is completely unexpected of me. So flash forward to uh, last week, I was asked the question, where can you take moderate risks? And at first I was thinking of things like, um, where can I take risks by maybe not prior planning in the traditional ways that I would? Any Most times if I have a task or um, a project or an event, whatever it is, I'm going to spend a fair amount of time thinking it through and mapping it out and thinking through all of the what ifs and planning for those. So I thought, okay, a way I could take moderate risks um, is to not prior plan. Like what are a couple of things that have... You you know, a low level of like the consequences wouldn't be incredibly severe if, if it didn't go perfectly. So what are a couple ways I could take moderate risks? And then a thought came to mind that one of the ways I could really felt like a moderate risk for me is that I could really allow myself to dream big, to dream beyond what seems or what might seem realistic or feasible or doable because for a long time, when I was presented with the Mary Oliver question of what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life, I would often think, I don't know, or that would be my response. I don't know. And then one time my husband called me out on it and he said, now that's, he's like, BS, I'm calling you out because anytime, if you're not thinking about money or paying bills or anything sustainable, you will say X, Y, and Z. Like if you, if, if money was no object and if you just had free time or if you were retired, you, what would you do? You say X, Y, and Z. So the truth is, it wasn't that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my one wild and precious life. The truth was, I wasn't willing to stretch myself beyond the discomfort. As soon as my mind would entertain these possibilities of, uh, of, of what seems outside of my typical uh, life, I would think... Um, there's no way you can do that. You can't monetize that. No one would come to that. You're not capable. You don't have the skills or knowledge or experience, etc. Right? But last week I was intentional and I allowed myself the mental latitude to explore beyond the fear. What would I do to live a big, juicy, fully embodied life? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Perhaps more importantly, what would that feel like, right? When we think about the, the life beyond the comfort zone, usually we think of fear, right? And so what gets in the way of us stretching ourselves is fear. Fear of failure, fear of discomfort, fear of the unknown, fear of the uncertainty. So all of the fear, right? When we think about our rubber band moments, when we think about life beyond our comfort zone, for me anyway, it was often the fear. 
But then last week I was thinking, but what would it feel like if I was on that other side? What it, what would it feel like if I mapped out this beautiful, um, fully embodied, fully embraced life? What would that feel like? And to me, it would feel expansive. It would feel free. It would feel energized. It would feel meaningful. It would feel purposeful. It would feel alive. It would feel open. So all of these big sort of expansive heart opening um, energy feels came to mind. So how do we step into that, right? So when I map that out, it's like, you know, one option is I cannot step outside my comfort zone because of all of these fears and I can stay in that energetic and, and feeling state. Or if I think about the possibility of what's beyond that, those feelings sound a lot better. I can have fear or I can have this expansive life, right? So what gets in the way, right? And maybe Perhaps if you're like me, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I get all of these things get in the way, but what can I do to get there? How can I step into the wild unknown? So a few things come to mind. One is know your compelling reason, right? Like if you really think about if I want to do something and it's beyond my comfort zone, it's scary, it's terrifying, I'm, I don't know if I'm capable, I don't know what it will look like, but if I know my compelling reason that will be enough to continue to fuel what is necessary to keep going, right? So if I think, so in, in this situation, if my compelling reason is I no longer want to live small, I want to explore every nook and cranny of me and my capabilities and the capacity of what I don't even know I'm capable of. If that's my compelling reason, then maybe I'm willing to face discomfort, Maybe I'm willing to face anxiety. Maybe I'm willing to face embarrassment. I'm willing to face potential judgment, right? If it is more important to me to figure out who I am and how I can be in this world and live in that experiential space, if that is my compelling reason, then the barriers are going to be much more easy to overcome. So that's one. Two, this sounds pretty easy. Uh, don't quit right? Like really make that decision that I'm going to take step one and step two may be slow and step three may be even slower, but I'm making a commitment that I won't quit, right? Because I think about like, I think about um, addiction and recovery, right? You have to make the decision from your prefrontal cortex. You have to make the decision from your executive part of your brain way ahead of time. If you try to make the decision in the moment, reptile brain kicks in, we don't make good choices, Right. So when it when it comes to, you know, stepping into your big wild life, you have to decide ahead of time. I'm not going to quit. If I wait till I'm in the moment and I'm in the feels and I'm in the fear and I'm experiencing the stumbling blocks and the barriers, I'm going to want to quit. Just like somebody who is in addiction recovery, you have to decide three steps back. Like I am not going to even remotely talk to a person or go to a, a place that even gets me close to presented with an opportunity to use, right? I have to think three steps back. So step one is know your compelling reason. Step two is don't quit. And another step to living your big wild wildlife beyond your uh, comfort zone is to just decide. Mind over matter decide. And this is very much related to the don't quit, right? But this, the deciding part is to do the mental work to make the commitment that I am going to try, 
right? I'm just going to decide and I'm going to continue to decide. And this is making that decision that relies on step one and two, remembering your compelling reason, knowing that you have already committed to yourself that you're not going to quit. And so the decision point that reminding yourself, I'm deciding in this moment, I'm deciding in this moment, I have made a commitment and that commitment to myself is much more important than the stumbling blocks I'm facing right now. And then fourth is kind of the fun part is you'll experience confidence as a byproduct of these. So this is how we can step into the big unknown is that as we experientially do these things, we build confidence. And this was a big lesson for me because I tended to live much of my life between my two ears. I wanted to think my way through things. I wanted to have, it was always a brain experience. But what we know about confidence um, is that it's an experiential practice. You cannot think your way to increased confidence. We must experience, or we must exercise that muscle the muscle of confidence. And the more we do it, the more we can do anything we decide. And the more we know we can handle whatever happens. And that's the big thing. So I think that was what was um, a surprise for me, thinking that confidence came from, I knew that I was capable of achieving what I set my mind to. And that certainly is a, a piece of it. But confidence is also learning that I can decide to do something, and even if it doesn't turn out how I expected it to, or it, it wasn't a quote success, or I didn't accomplish the goal I wanted to accomplish, but I could handle the feeling that came up from that. I could handle the disappointment. I could handle the judgment. I could handle the anxiety. I could handle the uncertainty. I could handle the self loathing, even if that's what comes up. So that builds confidence as well is that when I, the more I exercise the muscle of confidence, I either one, achieve things I didn't know I was capable of, or two, I find out I can absolutely handle the experience that takes place if I don't achieve what I set out to do. And that to me was, that is life-changing, right? So if you stretch yourself and it doesn't land well, but again, you knew your compelling reason and you decided that it was more important that you just didn't quit. That in and of itself is a win. The fact that you put yourself first is a win. And with that comes confidence. You start to trust in yourself, right? It's not about getting the passing score. It's not about getting the outcome you wanted. It's so much more layered that the confidence comes one from again, maybe you got the outcome you wanted and that builds confidence that I can do something if I if I stretch myself beyond what, what I think I'm capable of, I absolutely am capable of more than I could even imagine. That's a win that builds confidence. And then that other piece, which to be quite honest for you all was, was perhaps even more valuable for me to learn was that even if I didn't accomplish what I was setting out to do, I built I built confidence in myself that I can absolutely handle whatever comes up for me. That is powerful. So this is the challenge for this week. Pick two things, just two things that can that that have some moderate risks, maybe, and something that you can practice stretching yourself beyond your comfort zone. Pick two rubber band moments this week. Maybe that's starting it playing an instrument. Maybe you pick up a guitar, find a piano, a violin, something that you've always wanted to do, but you never thought you could pick up an in instrument 
initiate a conversation. Maybe it's a conversation you've been avoiding or you're scared to have. Initiate that conversation. Ask a person out on a date, right? If there's somebody you've been eyeing, um, make that first move. Or throw your name in the hat for a promotion. You know, something. Two things this week that you can stretch yourself and see what you're capable of. Until next time, my friends, stay open, stay free. Stay free.